welcome to bloodbath the true crime podcast i'm ashley and i'm jamie hi hey wait did you say true crime i did say true crime so if i don't like gory details or if i'm easily triggered i probably shouldn't listen Mm, you can you can give it a try but that's your warning okay well thanks be sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts let's get started so let's get into this okay i have an unsolved case i know (laughs) i was gonna be doing rod farrell who is a vampire supposedly but the day that i was doing notes it was like day two or three that i was doing notes and then miss bailey sarian dropped a video and i was like "Ooh, break time yeah it was my case nice (laughs) so i was like okay it feels weird doing it the same week so i looked up other vampires because it's spooky season we still need something mildly spooky and this is unsolved so let's get into that also if you want to hear rod farrell head over to bailey sarian's murder 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 mystery makeup monday murder, murder, murder. <laughs> i couldn't think of the word just kidding okay <laughs> our victim is 32 year old sex worker lily linderson linder storm good job Good job. Uh, Linderstorm was her Mary name, but when she was found, she was divorced. She was considered a novelty sex worker in her neighborhood of Stockholm, Sweden, living in an apartment complex in the Atlas neighborhood. She was what people considered a call girl. She did not have to go like onto the streets or anything. They came to her. She was requested. She was a boss ass bitch. Nice. And working her shit. In this house, we support sex workers. So more times than not, her clients would come to her house. And the building that she was actually living in had multiple other sex workers as well. Since this case was sold and unsolved, there's not as much background on Lily as I like to have on our victims. But it's from 1932. There's really not much. Uh, So with a case like this, we got to get our thinking caps on our magnifying glasses out and get our couch detectiveness working. I need a Sherlock Holmes hat. We do need a Sherlock Holmes hat. Holmes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> 35-year-old Minnie Jansen, who was also a sex worker in the building, her and Lily were really good friends. She lived right below her. Lily's apartment was literally right above her. So like you could hear each other, you know, walking <laughs> and you kind of knew each other was safe. Minnie was over at Lily's while they were getting ready to go out on a night out when Lily got a phone call in her room. Now, Lily was one of the very few people in this apartment building and in general that had a phone in their house. Wow. This is before any of that. As you youngins would. (laughs) Like, what? So she gets a phone call, answers it. The man's like, hey, are you home? And she's like, yeah, of course I am. Like, You called my house. I answered. I am home not a cell phone (laughs) he asked if he could come over for a bit and lily being the businesswoman that she is was like yes you can come over she asked if he was far and he said he was very close and that he would be there soon minnie also noted that she did not recognize his voice but that it sounded sober and like a gentleman Mm -hmm. i mean anybody can sound like a gentleman if you're trying ted bundy (laughs) lily came to minnie's apartment twice to ask for condoms which was common for them Mm mm-hmm 
the second time she came down, she came down completely nude under her jacket, like just threw on a jacket and was like, hey, can I get another one? Which was also pretty, pretty normal common. for the household, especially since the apartment complex had a lot of sex workers too. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of kept each other safe. This would be the last time that Minnie would see her alive though. And she took the condom from her and she said that she like went down to or up to her apartment, down to her apartment, up. <laughs> she went to her apartment like humming. Okay. Like, like I, I keep imagining the little mermaid when she's like in love and mm-hmm. Triton sees that she's in love. Like she wasn't distressed. Around 9 p.m., Minnie went to get Lily so they could go out just as they had planned. Right. There was no answer when she rang her doorbell. So she just suspected Lily must have left with one of her clients, which, you know, would be a normal thing to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. The next morning on May 1st, again, Millie knocked on, or Minnie, wow, my mm-hmm. autocorrect put it into Millie. Nice. <laughs> Combined Lily and <laughs> Minnie. Minnie knocked on Lily's door, still no answer. May 4th came around and Minnie still had not seen her or heard from her. Mm-hmm. So finally she called the police. I'm sure a lot of us who are true crime fanatics know when you're in a sex working business, you can't just call the cops right away. Right. And that's what sucks about that line of business because it's so dangerous and that's why so many of them go missing because they're an easy target and it sucks and this is the 1930s so i can't even imagine like it's still bad today yeah to be like hey help me and they're like what do they do and it's just like fuck you find them <laughs> i don't yeah, give a fuck what they do what their pr- profession is if anything they matter. should be protected more exactly oh pisses me off so may 4th police broke into lily's apartment and they found her body from there, they could tell she had been dead for a few days. So she was likely killed the night of or very early the morning of the first. Mm-hmm. So this case stays weird. She was found naked, face down, on a very neatly made daybed. Her clothes were folded on a chair next to the bed. The entire scene was relatively clean despite her cause of death being bludgeoning of the head. Holy. It gets weirder. Nothing had been stolen. There was evidence that the killer and and her had sex and there were no signs that it was not willingly. So she wasn't raped by any means. The killer left saliva and semen on her body and a condom was found coming out of her anus. Like I said, the cause of death was bludgeoning, bludgeoning, but she had been repeat. She had repeated blows to the head with a heavy object. A gravy ladle 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) the way i looked at you Mm -hmm. (laughs) a gravy ladle was found at the scene and had blood on it that's a really weird murder Mm -hmm. weapon but it was too light to be the murder weapon yeah it's (laughs) literally my notes next (laughs) the most confusing thing though almost all of lily's blood had been drained from her body and missing ew Mm -hmm. the saliva was found on her neck with bite marks Okay. Yep. And the police started to worry that the gravy ladle was used to drink her blood. Her ladle. Yeah. Ladle. Ladle. Did I do it again? Yeah. (laughs) And that's when the case was dubbed the Atlas Vampire. Ooh. Spooky. That's a real spooky name. I know. This makes me think of Atlas moths and I love those. Ew. (laughs) Even uh, Even though testing DNA was not a thing in the 1930s, they still gathered evidence they got semen, they got hair, they got saliva, they got everything that you could ever need to catch somebody, but they don't have a way to test it. Yep. So what they did with these things 
is they put it in a display case in the Stockholm's Police Museum, where you can actually go see it today. Gross. What? Like, maybe try to test it again. That's what I'm saying. Like, not like Ancestry or 23andMe. They won't release it, but some... Some do. Some DNA testing. I want to give my DNA to a thing that does That's help it. solve cases. They should have a DNA thing receptacle thing where that is just... made for that like give my give me your dna so that we can get unsolved cases solved yeah sign me the fuck up you're done i got up. nothing even to worry about even if it's like relatives that are dead or whatever yeah. your dna could still help i feel like that anything would be a great idea thank you <laughs> yeah so sex workers have been a target for sexual predators and serial killers for a long time jack the ripper mm-hmm. like these people were putting two and two together you know mm-hmm so the Stockholm police immediately focused their attention on the men that were Lily's frequent clients. Nine men, not including her ex-husband, were questioned, and they were all released. None of their names were released to the public either. Mm. And unfortunately, this is where the case turned cold. What else do they do? Wow. This is literally during the times where it was, hey, I saw that person. And then you're booked because one person said, or hey, that guy's black it was him or the people confessed. Right. And they had so many people incarcerated that were not the killers. Like there was nothing else they can do. What else do you do? I don't even, I don't know. So there are theories, of course, I'm not just going to leave it there. Okay. (laughs) Firstly, it's always the husband. Truly. Or the ex-husband. Okay. Done. I know. Right. Solved. So it's him, but (laughs) they didn't even talk to him. They didn't even talk to him that's embarrassing that's so embarrassing the other horrible factor in lily's case going unsolved was sweden like every other country in europe was suffering from the great depression mm-hmm. by 1931 swedish wages swedish wages <laughs> were will were falling drastically and unemployment was rising because of high unemployment and low crop fields many people that came through the area were travelers mm. so it could have just been somebody random some serial killer some that. fucking weirdo a motive for the killing and this is the term that i asked you earlier if you know about i hate this so much and i hate that this is now in my search history was this may have been sexually motivated but not in the sense that you're thinking of you see she was hit in the head and the condom was coming out of her butt mm-hmm. indicating they were having butt sex mm-hmm. So there's this term called donkey punch. I don't. Do I want to know? what this You don't want to know what don't it wanna is. I don't want to know. And I didn't know what it was either until I had to fucking look it up. And it is when you're having sex with somebody, you're having anal sex with somebody. And the way that the man gets off is that they bludgeon the person. Killing them would sends a different type of muscle contraction to the vagina or the anus, whatever it is that you're in. And that does another type of thing to the man and he likes it. It's like a, a bee though. Like he only can sting once. It, yeah. You know, cause but like you'll kill him. But if that's like your, like say that's your MO, like that's why you go for sex workers and you do this quote unquote donkey punch. Ugh, gag. Why and that that's your thing. thing. So it's purely a sexual thing. I don't like it. I hate it. And it's in my Google research. And I need to restart my, my computer. <laughs> I don't. Mm-mm. 
Yeah. So despite Lily being hit in the head multiple times, the killer left behind very little blood evidence and folded her clothes. That's, like, did he like bring a sheet or something to clean up the mess? Right. With all the bl- other blood. And how, where did the drain blood go? So get this. Was he just a neat freak or was he a cop? <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good. The amount of evidence lacking in this case is evidence itself. There's no person that would know better than a cop to get rid of evidence and then also leave certain evidence that would send anyone into a spiral at the, cri- at the crime scene. Yeah. A ladle? A ladle? Ladle. <laughs> I don't know why I have such problems with that word. Like, excuse me? The blood being gone? Yet the sad reality of the 1930s is most cases relied on people confessing. Or being caught in the act. Or being caught in the act. Yeah, exactly. So, what? There's so many questions. I have so many questions. Yeah. Maybe just Google the Atlas vampire. There's, I mean, there's not much more because it's a cut and dry case of a cold case. <laughs> yeah. Of not having very much information. Wow. Thanks but for I'll the have unsolved. A, yeah. I'll have a photo of the Stockholm uh, evidence, the DNA stuff on Instagram. The Donna. The Donna. That Thanks, should I be tested again. Hated it. I hated it too. That the end of it, and both of those make sense, with it being a purely sexual thing, and that's what he's doing to other people. But then, that's where you need to start working with other cops and say, "Hey, you have any mo's that are like this? Like, is this a sexual thing, or do you got a bad cop on your hands?" And to to make another comment on the whole DNA thing. I think to be a cop, you have to submit your DNA and it needs to be tested yes. against any case anywhere in the world. Oh, on point with that. Yeah. So we don't have any more bad cops. I mean, there's so many jobs it. we actually talked about before where you have to give your fingerprints. Right. Like we were talking about how we don't know if that's like a full thing out here, but like there's certain things you do have to do that. Yeah. Like Katie has got her fingerprints for retail. Yeah. That, that. But like, Donna. And the amount of people who try to become cops who have killed people. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. I can't. I was listening to that chapter, which is one of my favorite YouTube channels with Mike. <laughs> and he was talking about a case where the kid, like, killed somebody. And then he was in the works of becoming a cop right before he got caught. That's not cool. And then he said, like, the dreaded line of, I wonder how many people have, like, killed someone and then tries and then becomes a cop. Like, I hate what? that. That's smart. I hate it. Love that. Love that idea. Well, do you want to hear a creepy fact that kind of pertains to your case? And then your case? Because it's case. a double feature? It's Surprise! a midnight double feature picture <laughs> show. Um, I actually have another creepy fact that I brought up, but the one I, you made me think of one while you were talking about things. Okay. So back in like the 1880s and the 1900s, do you know what condoms were made out of? Oh, sheepskin, right? Lamb intestines. Lamb intestines. I knew it was something with them. It's gross, right? How would that work? You know, like the sausages that when you get them, they're in, yeah. the, they're in the intestines. Like that's Ooh, what it's wrapped in. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. You're welcome. I don't even like normal rubbers. Ugh. Thanks, birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to schedule this episode to come out at midnight because you said it was a midnight double feature episode. Oh, nice. I think that's on brand. Very much so. It's coming to you at midnight. Midnight. <laughs> Pacific time. Yes. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Specifically. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into my case, which I figured it's Halloween weekend. So mm-hmm. let's get super duper cringy weird. Oh, God. This has nothing to do with Halloween. Okay. 
but we're getting culty. <gasps> yes! Oh! Excite! <laughs> and it is a cult that you know. Oh, it is? So I'm kind of mad, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Okay. All right. So we're going to go back to 1968. Okay. We've got David Brantberg. Is this Waco? No. No. David something. He created the Teens of Christ. You'll you'll learn it eventually. They changed their name several times. Okay. David Berg was an evangelical preacher. <gasps> His following was a group of born-again hippies who got together at a coffee house in Hunting- Huntington Beach, California. So it had potential. Born-again <laughs> hippies just fucking doing LSD and Let's just smoking say weed? They took advantage of people who were not well off in a bad place not in the right mind oh so if i was a leader of this it would have been a fun happy place right but he was wrong he was very 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 wrong <laughs> lots of varies okay well he wanted to appeal to a wider audience so he changed the name to the children of god okay did you say <laughs> did you say wider or whiter wide like wider more okay. people i was like oh so he's racist okay right move along so he preached in their coffee shop to the youth of California about God's love. David Berg believed that California was going to be hit by a major earthquake, oh which God. he's not wrong. It is. But yeah. he was like, it's going to be soon. Like the doomsdayer yes, type. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's your doomsday little check mark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the members eventually hit the road. The members uh, would proselytize and pass out pamphlets. And members of the Children of God then founded colonies a.k.a. communes, checkmark, mm-hmm. in various cities. The leaders of the Children of God were called the Chain, which this is an interesting little thing. I don't think it's really the reason behind the song, but Fleetwood Mac has a song called The Chain, and it was made in 1977. Ooh. And six years before they released that song, their lead guitarist left the band. Jeremy Spencer, he left the band yeah. for the family. Really? You can never break the chain. Yeah, that one. Holy shit. So, interesting. I don't know if it is exactly what it has to do with, but weird that weird Fleetwood Mac was founded with Jeremy Spencer, and then he left, and then they made a song called The Chain. So Yeah. Anyway, little fun fact. Like that. So I David mean. Berg, <laughs> not really, <laughs> used to uh, write letters to communicate his interpretations of the Bible to his followers, and they were called Mo Letters. M-O. Okay. And they're available on their current website. And they are very, very weird. And I read a lot of them. Ooh, fun. Most of them referred to loving God with everything you have. And we'll get into that (laughs) in a little bit. Isn't that all religions? It's weirder. By 1972, the children of God had over 130 communities around the world. Jesus In over 70 different (laughs) countries with 10,000 full-time members as well. In 1976, David Berg wanted to get more people to join. So he came up with this super awesome knot idea called flirty fishing or effing for short Ew. okay this practice encouraged female members to show god's love through sexual relations with potential converts why do they always turn it sexual it gets worse this is why being like a sexual being sometimes just makes me so cringy like because the way that people it's not only men but like it's generally mostly men animals too yeah like why do they just make it so cringe like when guys talk about like oh blow me and it's like why are you trying to make that a negative thing you yeah know? like you want that yeah. like i just meh. it's dumb rant over that's like i hate when people say suck it like, yeah exactly that's, that's what i mean isn't that like, isn't why? that a good thing i don't know and also Whatever. i barely know you why are you saying that to me yeah it's gross you don't know me <laughs> well 
1978, the Children of God was abolished and renamed as the Family of Love. David Berg dismissed over 300 leaders of the chain for reports of serious misconduct or abuse of their positions. Okay. The group was also accused of sexually abusing and raping minors within the organization. Kill them. With considerable <laughs> evidence, evidence to support this claim. One eighth of the total membership left the movement. Those who remained became part of the reorganized movement called the Family of Love, and then later, the Family. Straight to jail. The majority of the group's beliefs remain the same. In 1978, flirty fishing increased drastically, and a Mo letter was sent out titled, The, De- the Devil Hates Sex, But God Loves It. Over, Should it be the other way around? I know, right? Over 10,000 people received God's gift of salvation through effing. Disgusting. The, the flirty wow. fishing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By 1982, there was yet another name change. They tightened their standards to make a more wholesome environment, especially for the children. They renamed themselves The Family. Super different from The Family of Love, right? Yeah. There was an urgent memorandum sent out that stated that any adult child sexual contact was strictly forbidden in the group. Okay, so no more pedophilia is allowed. Right. From the looks of it, though, after 1982, they were pretty clear. They were a pretty clean cut of individuals who loved God, hated abortion, hated homosexuals, hated drugs, hated drunkenness. So they did a complete 180. For sure. From being hippies and to mm-hmm. this to the free love movement to like no we don't like that and we just want god's love okay but some of their current practices are questionable so we'll i mean that's it. how even normal religion can be sometimes right so there's always something that's questionable seems questionable to me seems questionable <laughs> indeed <laughs> in 1994 david berg died and karen zerby who was called mama maria queen maria Maria David or Maria Fontaine took over the family. And that was his wife at the time. <gasps> oh. He had several wives. Yes, you do know this one. Yep. It, oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> there was a radical cut in the beliefs that were part of the family. They were cut down and a new summary of rules and beliefs was released. But the damage was already done at this point. Another name change went over in 2004 where the family, they became the Family International or TFI. And here are their teachings. Oh, God. <laughs> They believe they are soldiers in the spiritual war of good versus evil for the souls and hearts of men. Okay. They believe spirit helpers or angels and other mythical creatures or characters include dead humans and celebrities like Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, and they are all guiding spirits toward the love of God. And <laughs> like here, you cannot. <laughs> if can, you, can you just imagine Elvis and Aubrey and Marilyn just like, Here's the heaven's gates right, right here. Right here. Well, they're probably singing it. Oh, oh, gates. In the ghetto. <laughs> In the heaven. There you go. Here's where it gets even more weird. No. This is the, but wait, there's more. Okay. And this case has so many of those. Oh, great. They're teaching of loving Jesus. Which is what members use to describe their intimate and sexual relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-mm. So they are taught that when they are having sex, even masturbating, that they should picture themselves with Jesus. <laughs> even the men. But in order to not be gay, the men have to picture themselves as women receiving sex from Jesus. Oh, because I can't be gay. Exactly. It makes sense. Think they, about it. It makes sense. <laughs> they believe that Jesus has sexual wants and needs. Uh-huh. And desires because he experienced all of the things that humans did. He was hungry. He was tired. He wanted sex. Okay. There are even publications with drawings that are like made dumbed down for children, like comics. No. About having sex with Jesus. 
mm-hmm. and like all of the female characters have like hard nipples you can see through their shirt oh and my like, god it's just it's so ridiculous absolutely not so this next part you might want to skip ahead but i found an original letter from mama maria karen zerby herself her name would be maria i know right on teaching uh on loving jesus and it's gonna get real uncomfy okay so this letter's called mama's waving experience so mama says not long after the lord had given us the loving jesus revelation i began having an unusual physical manifestation while saying love words to jesus and making love with him in the spirit it was an involuntary jerking of my body in my solar plexus region similar to the movements of a woman's body when a man is fucking her hard Peter also had the same experience. That's her new husband, by the way. Okay. I also I asked the Lord about it and what it meant, and he gave the following answer. This is now Jesus speaking. Oh. I am l- really there fucking you, and I really do fill your body with my penis and my seeds. Ew. I let you experience this, and I have my- manifested myself to you in this physical reaction that you felt in your body. I let you feel, see, and experience this waving or undulating or pulsating. The movement that you felt deep down in your solar plexus that you could actually visibly see in your body moving just as it does when a man fucks a woman real hard as a touch of my love to you. This manifests to you physically that I'm really there fucking you and filling you with my seeds. (laughs) It's a touch of my love to you for loving me intimately, for obeying and coming when I call. They make love to me and fucking me for opening your heart and your pussy to me and letting me enter into you. The seeds which I pump into you are being manifested not only in spiritual ways through giving you more understanding of my ways and my spirit, but they're also being manifested in you physically. Hmm. They give your body pulsate and undulate and experience the thrills of spiritual and physical orgasm. They unite you with my heart and my spirit. They unite you and your partner with me, and the result is a beautiful spiritual connection. It is not reserved for you only, my queen. It is reserved just for you or the king, but as it is not reserved for just you and the king, sorry, but is available to anyone who has the faith to reach out and receive it. Anyone who has the faith or wants what it can, ask me for it. Just like your father David explained to you that if you wanted to fuck him in the spirit, oh. you can call on him and he would fuck you. Oh. And there's also letters on ages 12 to 15 on how to love Jesus through lovemaking. Uh-huh. And there's songs that were written by members of the cult about it as well. So it's a cult made for people who just like to have sex but are very ill about it and religious about it why like why does religion have such a need it's not even a want it is a need to get into people's sex lives and like sexual reproductives and why why i don't know why are they so obsessed with it why are you so obsessed obsessed with sex (laughs) But really, Boy, it's either anti it, it's either you have sex, you die, or have so much sex, but you have to think of Jesus. Jesus. Like Jesus's penis inside of you. That is so fucking weird. It is. It's extreme. I'm going, I'm celibate. <laughs> hey, that's what they practice too. No, never mind. I can't win. <laughs> you can't. There is no winning. Every religion has something to say about it. Ugh. So, because David Berg stated that God was love and love was sex and therefore love and sex should be limited, should not be limited by age or relationship. Oh. That was part of their earlier teachings. Yeah. But eventually, those were condemned by their current teachings. But they still believe in Jesus being a part of your sexual relationship. Okay. So, no more 
minor sex, no more pedophilia. But if you are 12, 13, 14, 15, and you're masturbating or having sex with another you need person to think your age, of Jesus. think of Jesus. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi. For sure. <laughs> exactly. In a lot of white homes for some reason. Um, also, they changed their minds about gay people. Like, it's okay now. Okay, good. Right. That's one good thing. Sure. Is it, is it going to get bad? Oh, no. I mean, I have no idea what they're... Because, like, their website's pretty bland now, and that's all it really is. They still have a website. They do. And you can be a member for a small monthly fee. A monthly fee? It's called a tithe, which is common in most religions. You give a portion of your paycheck to the church. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they have over, you know, tens of thousands of people pouring money into their church for a fucking website. No. That's what they have. There was something Brayden said the other day, and he was like, there's a reason people go to church once a week. And I was like, I'll stick to therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the same amount of money. You know? And yeah. I'm not going to shove Jesus down my throat. The The church used to teach that 10% of your paycheck should be gone going to the church. That oh, was what your tithe should be. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. On top of taxes. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Pretty great. No. Thanks. <laughs> I hate it. Yes. So the TFI, or TFI, not the TFI, okay. are still anti-abortion, and there's a whole page dedicated to on their website, talking about how important the children are. Not your body, not your problem. Exactly. So let's talk about some former members. Verity Carter claimed that during the Children of God era, so David Berg's first go at it, okay. she was abused from the age of four by members of the cult, including her own father. Oh, No. Berg's own daughter, Deborah, described her father's actions in a 1984 expose. She claimed he attempted to have sex with her several times and had continuous sexual relationship with his other daughter, Faith. Chop his head off. He's done. His actions weren't confined to his immediate family, though. In the late 1970s, he preached sexual sharing to all of his followers and their children. He said, Disgusting. God created boys and girls able to have children by about 12 years of age. (gasps) One photo pictured mothers orally copulating a little boy. In another, an adult woman and a toddler lay naked in bed and her hand is near his penis. No. And the caption read, well, they told us to go to bed. No. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Uh, I deep dived on Reddit and here's another previous member's experiences but they were later on like after the sexual abuse age okay so like after it kind of was forbidden in a way yes even though from what you're saying though they're saying that 12 and 13 is of age correct no so they said anyone under 21 is not allowed to be with an adult oh okay oh even but, older I like it i mean jesus is an adult and you're supposed to have sex with him oh So how does that make sense? I mean, he's not actually there, though. I feel like the adults could get away with it by saying, well, I am the manifestation of Jesus Christ. (gasps) I bet you they did use that, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's what David Berg used to say. Yeah. There's always one. It's always a leader, too. That's like, no, God's coming into me and I am him. So it doesn't go for me. So God's coming into me and I'm coming into you. Exactly. Disgusting. Bad joke. All right. No. So this is what the previous. I didn't even take it as a joke. I took it as like from what they're preaching and saying like in that whole letter Mm -hmm. i feel like that is something they would say i agree and it would be so desensitized because they're used to hearing things like that yeah and it gets worse oh great so this is the person who's on reddit we were exposed to and knew about sex from a very early age i remember when i was about seven years old when i picked up a cult publication detailing how to have sex with women seven it was called revolutionary lovemaking it had detailed pictures that explained where to put what oh 
Adults in the cult were encouraged to share or go on dates. So it's like a sexual encounter with other adults in each home or commune, regardless of whether they were married or not. My father married two other women besides my mother before I was eight years old and had children with them. I remember walking in on people fucking and being (gasps) curious. I tried sex for the first time when I was 11 out of sheer curiosity from sneaking looks at the adult literature in our home library. No. And the cult leader Berg wrote many letters detailing his sexual encounters, sexual dreams, and his belief that children and teens could have sex and that sex was spiritual with spiritual beings, including Jesus, was not only possible but recommended. Later, his wife succeeded him and continued the tr- tradition with a 12-part series called Loving Jesus, explaining how to bring Jesus into your lovemaking. Oh, my God. So, all in all, a very sexual environment. Now, this Reddit user deleted their name, so I didn't have access to it. Mm-hmm. But they did say... That there was physical abuse, and at I one mean, point, why wouldn't there be? Right, but it get, it's really bad. Yeah, he was making faces at his brother during a reading of the word, and his dad stopped reading in the middle of it, stood up, grabbed him, and threw him into the wall. Oh my god! Then threw his brother onto the floor and started kicking him in the ribs in front of all the other cult members, and no one did a thing. I, I was I was just waiting for the abuse to also come in because oh, yeah. if you're having sexual abuse, there's no way there's you're not, not other yeah mental physical emotional yeah all of it. Well, this person ended up leaving the family international around the age of twenty. Good, so good for them. Good for them. And this is an excerpt from a paper that interviewed people who had left TFI. At the time, I don't think of it as abuse. His name was Peter Froman, who left in 1987. Because he was drained. I had no concept that normal people didn't do this sort of thing. Yeah. I thought it was perfectly normal for parents to have sex with their children oh and children God. to have sex with each other and with adults. Oh. When I was 11, I had sex with a 28-year-old woman, and it was with the approval of everyone in the room. I found out later on that my mom was watching the whole time. Oh. The mental illness that is in this group. Yeah. It gets worse. No! But wait, there's more. Some famous people that were raised in the cult include Rose McGowan. She was in Charmed. Oh, wow. Yeah, River Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Rain <gasps> Phoenix, and Summer Phoenix. Yes, the Joker. Those were all actors. This was the, this was the cult he was in. Yes. Oh, Born my God. Born into. Yeah. Susan Justice, a singer, and Ricky Rodriguez, which you might not know who that is, but you're about to. Yeah. Ricky I'm just like, yeah. Sarah, <laughs> tell me. Ricky was born January 25th, 1975. He was born David Moses Zerby, the child of David Berg and Karen Zerby. The main people. The leaders of the Family International. Yeah. Exactly. His biological father was a hotel waiter named Carlos, who Karen Zerby flirty fished into the cult and got pregnant with, but then eventually David Berg adopted him as his own. Okay. He was given the name Davidito, like little David. Mm Mm-hmm. He was also called the prince. Mm. He was proselytized to be the prophet. His name was changed legally through all of his moves within the cult. And he was going to one day inherit the power to call down fire from heaven and devour his enemies. Ah. It was predicted that he would be killed and raised from the dead three and a half days later, just like Jesus. Okay. He was shy and his status as the prophet made him a celebrity within the cult, but he didn't like that. As a baby, one of his nannies was tasked with creating the Devedito book, which eventually was like a little black book, if you want to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. He didn't write it, but it gave detailed descriptions of his sexual experiences with other members of the cult. That the nanny wrote. Yes. Oh. She was tasked with writing yeah. by yeah. David Zer- uh, Berg. By his dad. 
Ricky was exposed to adults having sex all of the time, but he was also put into sexual situations at a very young age. The Devedito book has pictures of him surrounded by naked teenage girls. There was one photo of Angela Smith, who was Karen Zerby's personal secretary, undoing his pants. Oh my god. There were also parts where David Berg wrote in his own commentary on the situations his son was pictured in. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Ricky was abused by almost all of the adult women in the cult, including his own mother, Karen Zerby. David Berg wanted Ricky to eventually take over, which in his eyes meant he needed to have sex with a lot of women because that's what David Berg had done. Mm, so he started having, Rick, having Ricky have sex with several teenage girls per day to prep him and called it his teen training. Mm-mm. No, I feel gross. Well, after that um, upbringing, who would want to stick around, right? Good for him. I mean, that's not even necessary. He's being brought to this as a child. Mm-hmm. He had every right in him, so to say, to just take this as normal. Right. What else would he know? Exactly. So good for him but to actually have something in him that's like, hey, get the fuck out. Yeah. Time to go. Yeah. Well, in 1996, he moved to a family-owned home in Budapest, Hungary. And that's where he met Alexia Munamel. Eventually, they told the family they were going to a compound in Mexico. But Alexia went to England and Ricky went to the United States. They eventually made it to Tacoma, Washington together and married one another. Ricky got a job on a fishing boat in Alaska where he began to take martial arts lessons that were knife-based. And he also spent a lot of time on a shooting range. Okay. Ricky told Alexia about his own beliefs. And he thought that his father's teachings were vastly different from what the Bible had taught him. He was frustrated with the group as a whole. He felt that it was his responsibility to put an end to his mother's abuse. Okay. He posted online and spoke with other former members about how he had thought about suicide. And and he had been thinking about it ever since his teen training began. Oh, poor thing. He posted about revenge and asked those who also had nothing to lose, in quotes, would join him in his plots of revenge against the family. My heart. I know. And it gets worse. No. He spent years trying to find Karen Zerby and his sister, Techie. He wanted to kill Karen and save his sister. Can you blame him, though? No, like, I can't. It's hard. This whole thing that happens, I cannot blame like, him. Like, there's nothing... Like, I don't condone it. But I get it. Like, what What was he going to do? Oh, the Living thing. 25 years of his life in the cult. Yeah. What is he going to do? Well, he had hoped that killing the head of the family would take down the whole organization. He had trouble finding them, though, because they used pseudonyms and kept their names and locations secret. Well, yeah. Finally, he thought he had his chance. He learned that his mother was going to be visiting his grandparents for Christmas. Oh, no. And that was going to be in Tucson, Arizona. So he made his way down there, and he stayed with his aunt and her family for a month. He got a job in town as an electrician, and he noticed that someone who worked at the nursing home that his grandparents ran, that his parents were supposed to be, or his mom was supposed to come visit, the person who worked there was Angela Smith who was Karen Zerby's secretary, and she sexually abused Ricky in the cult. As well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing his mom never showed up because Christmas passed and no one got hurt. Interesting. Or he decided not to? I think by his comments that it's not that. Okay. So January 7th, 2005 rolls around. Ricky started a recording of his apartment where he discussed suicide and his de- desire for revenge. He called himself a vigilante. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. 
He had a Glock 23, a K-bar knife, Ooh. a drill, a soldering iron, and duct tape that he all intended to use as items of torture. Okay. That's... N- I don't... know. Don't do that. He stated that he would not stop until he found Karen Zerby and killed her in this life or the next. And he was posting this or he was just had this recordings? In a video. Yeah. But he's not like posting it like to YouTube or like online or anything. He is. It'd be... Okay. Mm-hmm. Go on with your bad self. Well, the next day, Ricky had invited Angela Smith to dinner at his apartment. Uh Uh-oh. She walked in the door, and Ricky stabbed her repeatedly and slit her throat. Totally didn't see that coming. He then left his apartment, didn't torture her. He drove to Blythe, California. Blythe? Mm Mm-hmm. What? Yes. We go there in the summer. We do. Oh, no. He rented a motel room and called his family, notifying them of the body in his apartment. He Wait, pulled his family. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, he can't find his mom and no, no, no. His family back in Washington. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. He pulled into a parking lot on 14th and called Alexia. He told her he had killed Angela Smith. He asked her to call the police. He told her that he had killed her to avenge his sister and those still in the family, rather than killing him, killing her for his own vengeance. So he said his reasons changed. He said that she had no idea what she had done wrong while she was laying there dying. She said, what, why are you doing this? I don't know. I mean, she she was in it from a child as well, right? She was in it for a long time. So, I mean. But also, even as an adult, if you, like, went into it and you truly believed that you were in the right, then you would still be, quote, confused. Yes. Because you would still think it's right. Exactly. He said that murdering her was the hardest thing he had done in his life. Oh, wow. He asked Alexia to commit suicide with him and then said goodbye. He shot himself in the head with his handgun around 2 a.m. Okay, don't ask your wife to do it. And you have kids, right? Yes. At this point, they were separated, though. Yeah, but, like, even even so, like, why would you ask her to do that with you? I don't know. He just didn't want to be alone, I think. And they, so, Alexia was also in the cult. So, they, yeah. she, they had shared experiences, and I don't know. Uh, that, that's just really, it is that's really wrong weird. of him. It is strange. Well, of course, the family had to make a statement about the murder-suicide done by their supposed prophet and son. No, by the prince, right? Yes. Yeah. They said they offered Ricky ample support emotionally and financially. Fuck you! And that Angela was never his nanny and had only visited him sparingly. They capitalized on his death and made a website. Wow. It's no longer in use now, but they published photos of Ricky and Karen, like, happily together. And they posted messages from Jesus, all in Ricky's name. Nope. Yeah. Nope see your way out yeah. exit door goodbye <laughs> cannot cannot so there is a ton and i mean a metric fuck ton of more information on this cult and i found a ton of it on x like the letter x family.org it'll be the first one we link and i suggest if you want to deep dive more on this mm-hmm. or if you want to help like help people find their abusers because it, there is a forum on that page not to do what the prince did though this is x family like like literally they don't want anything to do with the family but they want to cut like heal and recover okay and find their abusers okay and put them away okay oh okay yes so they have forms of like did you know this man in this state at this time and they're like oh yeah him and his family are here now like they have names they have places oh so they should be afraid they should be good because these people are talking me too yes it's good Mm mm-hmm they also have the original teachings and drawings because those were removed and because they're trying to cover up that they're yeah. just the family international. But they have the original 
shit that Zerby put out that Berg put out. Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. Full, full body chills. They've got the loving Jesus stuff. They've got the pictures, the comics. Stop it. Go away. And <laughs> full body chills. the entire video for Mickey Rodriguez. It's all on there. Xfamily.org. They're fucked. They're fucked. This needs to be talked about more. It does. This needs to be talked about more. And it's cool. It's like a little Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like, and it has like all these links and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Lots of information there. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I did. But the that is good. Yeah. Xfamily.org. There's a reason the Me Too movement worked. It's because the power in numbers. Power in numbers. And there's so many people on there. There's so many forum pages. It's impressive the amount of talking that goes on it. And there's posts like from last month. Wow. Like literally people are posting all the time. Yeah. It was very um, Nixium. Yeah. And... Scientology, mm-hmm. how somehow they get celebrities. They do. Or celebrities come out of them. They do. I mean, t- celebrities are normal people, right? Eh. Eh. <laughs> they can they can be. Some of them are lizards, right? We're all lizard people. <laughs> it's fine. Well, our good good is we had a great weekend in Palm yes. Springs for our best friend Katie's bachelorette. Yes. Not a bachelorette. Not a bachelorette. Because she's married already, but we never got to celebrate because of COVID. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Super fun. <laughs> Uh, any other good goods? Uh, you're about to make some fire salmon tacos. Those are really, really good fish tacos. It doesn't, normally salmon doesn't go for fish tacos, but I like salmon and that's what I ordered a few weeks ago. And then you came over and I was like, Hey chef, <laughs> chef Jimmy, <laughs> can you please make these? Cause I hate cooking. Oh, and I didn't bring my rat with me. Oh, to pull my hair strings. How are you going to cook now? How are you going to teach me? <laughs> but yeah, you're going to teach me how to make it. And they are so good. Yum, That's yum. my good good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my good good. My yum yum. And my stomach's <laughs> hungry. So I'm excited to make that. Well, be sure to use code bloodbath at Wicked Clothes. They have some amazing stuff. So don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, keep up with us on Instagram at Bloodbath Podcast and all other social medias. Happy October. It should it be was filled great... with like all of the scariness and creepiness. We're going to watch two scary movies this year. Ah. So as most of you know, Jamie does not do scary movies, but we get one a year on, sorry, I hit my mic, on Halloween or sometime in October that aligns with Katie's schedule as well. But this year we're getting two because your sister has requested one. She has. So two scary movies for Jamie. Yeah. Thanks so much. I hate it. It's going to be, if just in case anybody wants to watch them with us, it's going to be Midsummer and hereditary i hate it i'm so excited i'm gonna die and in the next couple months we'll have some news but that'll be later but wait there's more bye 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 b